0: Have you ever thought about what it would be like to see time as more than just a straight line? Most don't, and most don't care, but the mysterious most probably enjoy stories, tales of ephemera. Good morning. Not that I can tell from the window that looks outside this room, but, judging from my watch, not that I have wound this watch since, good morning. What a reception, what a reception. I, Simon Alusha, and your voice between realities is humbled, surprised, and excited. First, some housekeeping. We here at the station have already received three citations from the Ninth Imperium. Citations from a branch of the Imperium, the Holy Body of Inquiry and Legislation. The third citation threatens imprisonment and harsh questioning if I do not comply to their unreasonable demands. However, the current minister one Fernando de Luna does not know where I live and thus cannot do anything. Second, my old home has been burned to the ground. We will now only accept letters mailed to locations hidden from the Ninth Imperium. You will know how to reach us. I don't miss my old home, haven't lived there in a long time. But I will mourn the stories lost in the flame. Third, details about where I live, where the station is, how it works, who I am. All of those questions will be ignored. Now for my favorite part. The small, bite-sized pieces that I can't really call stories, but tickled the fancy of my soul. <clears throat> A letter addressed to me reads, I know you are not Simon Alusha. Tell the truth, you flesh-stained liar. There is no name, and I can only laugh because I know who sent this letter. I know the handwriting. The second simulated wave transmits the following. New voices are always welcome. We support you and the one who fund the transmissions going along the sun-stained coast. This is from the writers of Elga. The last handful of letters were delivered by mistake, and I will pick one to read. Ah, here we go. Let's smooth out the edges. And, uh. Oh, this one smells strange. The letter reads We are done. I saw you, Felix. How could you have done this? Go to hell. Not sure who or what hell is, but. Rachel, if you ever see Felix, tell her that Simon Ilusha has your back. Today, I have picked a story from Ephemera, a small rural town in the middle of the flowering waste. I don't miss those empty, beautiful hills, but this story inspired me to get back one day. One day. This story comes to us from a woman, a farmer who lives alone. Her name is Telf. That's it. Just Telf. No last name. Without further delay, Telf's story. A piece called They Stole My Tomatoes
1: I don't know who's stealing my fine produce, but a guess, a flowering guess, would be that a young boy. There is a group of them who were brought in from town yesterday, or was it a couple days ago? A week, no one is counting, not me. Speaking of counting, I counted five ripe red Tommies, that's what I call tomatoes. Five, maybe six Tommies ready to be picked and sold, well donated. You see, the council often perks a fine establishment, crop genius, to send food to the downtrodden refugees that often wander into Parslow. I was chosen. M- me. What a growth, I says to the council, and they say, why, yes, you are the best grower of the tommies. Please bring us five or six tommies to Namo's for inspection. So I I did. I grew five tommies, maybe six, and brought them around the dirty path. They're so full with the melting petals around this season, my boots are stuck with them. Still, they really stink after a while. The flowers on the boots' petals. I deliver the food and walk home. I sleep. Next day, Mama Nemo comes banging on my door and she says, Pelf, your tomatoes are rotten. How could you bring these to those in need? Of course, I say that my tommies are the best, and that Mama Nemo says, what are tommies? And I say, well, they must be rotten, I don't believe a word, nothing more than wisps of cloud silk. Fancy day we have ahead. Mama Nemo pulls a tommy from a scrunchy bag, and the flowering thing is brown and squishy. Some kind of reddish pink mold looks sticky. She tells me five Tommies. that is what the council said, and I need five by tomorrow. Now I think on this all day, all day, and I notice after my third drink that a little boy is in the back garden. He is covered in dirt and that red clay from down by the muddy river, and I see him with the donation bag. And not in a great leap of time will you guess, he pulls out five good Tommies five, maybe six, so I think, well, he gonna switch the bloomin' bag. Of all the entitled rat-childs, this child is the king rat. So I grab my bug killin' bat, set down my fourth drink, and leave my stinkin' sweaty home. The door creaks, and the rat-king child knows I'm comin' to give him a slappin'. I yell, hey, mud-boy, you stealin' my tommies? Those tommies are meant for the less fortunate. The mud-boy old rat looks like I asked him a question about Shria, and he says, no, ma'am, I am feeding the food to the mouths. And I say, well, the mouths are only getting the rotten food. And the boy says, well, they better have it this way. I hold up the bug killing bat over his scabby little head and say, Hey, boy, I will knock you down to the dirt. Hey, mud boy, give me my tommies. The boy pulls a fresh, ripe, shiny, bloomin', sweet as decay and smells tommy from the bag and says, no. The mouths are hungry. And then, in all my years, I have never seen something like this. He holds the Tommy and slips it into a crack in the air. A crack in the air. Well, and see, this is the odd part. Suddenly, I know. I know. I am the one who needs food. The boy needs food we need the tomatoes the five ripe tomatoes are rotting rotting from this crack in the air this crack in the air is staining my skin and and i tell you mud boy you better give this tommy back and the boy then pulls the tommy back from the crack and when he does his eyes go wide and his blood vessels pop and his head bubbles a little the tommy comes back and is molded to rot and then then he throws the rotten tommy into the garden now as an aside i just till that garden my clothes dirty my hands dirty fingernails with worm guts mud boy runs away damn refugees damn their magic ways so I go to sleep, but my sleep my dreams and this is saying something, because normally my dreams take place in a clean house, no mold, no broken glass, a bed that doesn't have fleas or a dog corpse in the closet. So as I am saying, and I did say in my dreams, whoa, this room is mine and I control my dreams, and there is a whisper, a whisper that calls me from outside next to the garden. I got outside and the crack is still next to the garden, and the crack is bleeding, and the blood is riding the grass, and I feel my head bubble a little bit. I wake up, and I hear a voice coming over the radio. A machine that doesn't work. A voice that tells me about rips between real worlds. I write in. Response.
0: For some, the story might be hard to understand, however, I believe the story highlights an experience and encounter with one of Ephemera's many, how will I say, differences compared to other realities. Cracks in the air, rotting and madness. What our dear storyteller Telf experienced is called the All-Connected Body. But we will move on. If you, the listener, has any questions, send them in, and we can speak about this reality all on its own. This All-Connected Body. I followed up on this story. Despite a warning to stay out of ephemera, I traveled down the many long roads and entered the flowering waste, an expanse of flowering trees that have become so bothersome as to not be beautiful anymore. Of course, the waste is still beautiful, if not the perfect image of a life removed from the big cities, civilizations, and other troubles of the world. The town of Parslow built from brick and the stained wood of the flowering waste, was empty. Nothing left except rotting fields, rotting crops, and homes that didn't look lived in. I pushed onward, however, and found the home of Telf. There was no crack in the air above her rotten garden. I investigated the home and found a thick layer of dust on every surface. Rats and other animals scurried in the attic above, No one, certainly not Telf, had lived in this home for a long time. Have the names been changed? Have the times been adjusted? Have the stories been mere figments of an altered mind? An intelligence that would like to make itself known in our wide world? We will perhaps never know. I returned home and cleaned my boots, the bottoms clogged with flower waste that, if not cleaned, would start to smell. That is all the time I have for stories today. If you have any stories you would like to have read on air, please contact us at the described hidden locations. You will know the locations, or you will know. My name is Simon Alusha. Broadcasting from a location hidden between realities. This has been a story, a tale, a lie from ephemera. Good night, good afternoon, and good morning. Tales of Ephemera is recorded in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All music and sound effects are from story blocks. Tales of Ephemera is written, produced, and voiced by the Raconteur Collection. If you would like to support the Tales of Ephemera, please visit the Raconteur Collection on Patreon. If you'd like to submit music, a story, or any other idea for the Tales of Ephemera, send your ideas to the Raconteur Collection at gmail.com. Follow the Raconteur Collection on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates. Talk to you soon.